Clink me, brother. All right. How's that warm Topo Chico taste? It's, I'm not going to drink it. <laughs> it's warm. So for those of you that are wondering what's going on, we have to do the ceremonial, the ceremonial first clink, but there was only one cold Topo left, so I have a warm one to clink. Because I why? forgot to restock the fridge. That and because why? I don't know. You were late. Okay, I, it wasn't my fault. Oh, it never is your fault. No, I will happily take blame most of the time, but this one was not. Anyway, let's get into it. Sir, how are you? I'm you're good. Looking, how are looking, you? You're looking very dapper today. Did you do some work Thank today? You. I did. I had a lunch meeting. When what did y'all talk about? Just work bullshit. Can't really go into it? No. Can't really disclose these details at, at this time? No. All right. There's Probably an owl not. in the gym currently as well. There is. You know today what is I, Monday, uh, November 2nd, and yeah. there's an owl in the gym. And you know what's crazy we about named, that? We named him Hootie. So I realized this on my way up here. I was here this morning when the owl flew in. You let the owl in. I did. Hootie hoo! And I was also here the day that Murph, the cat, the cat. I was coaching so, those classes. This is only the se- I think we've had about eight or nine animal run-ins at Yellow Rose, and I've only been here for two of them. The rest of them usually happen whenever I'm out of town. Well. All right, cool. Good story. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about um, some tips on plateaus. plateaus. How about that? So, plateaus. first of all, what is a plateau? Um, besides the topographical um, plateau definition, which we're not going to talk about, plateaus in fitness are whenever you feel like you are stuck. When yep. you feel like you are, instead of moving in an upward direction towards your goals, you feel like you've stalled out and you are stuck. And today we're gonna we're just gonna have a little chat here, a little di- a little digression into the uh, fitness sphere on um, how to get through these plateaus. All right. So first thing that we oh, I forgot to start the timer. Whoops. It's okay. First thing that we're gonna talk about is the thing that most people are the worst at. Because life is tough, and because schedules are crazy, and because of kids and everything, and that is recovery. Mm. How many hours of sleep did you get last night, B-Sacks? Uh, I got about four and a half hours. See, of that's sleep. not gonna cut it, big guy. It's not. You're no. I you're got nine right. and a half last night, and I also ran. Look eight, at you, Matt Frazier. I ran eight miles yesterday too. You get it. You it was pretty it. cool. But the recovery aspect, which is honestly for the mo- for most of us, is gonna be just trying to get more sleep. That's going to be one of the biggest things that helps you get through a plateau. Like if you're coming in here day after day and you're feeling beat down and you're feeling a little run down and you just feel like you're not making progress anymore, almost every single thing, the first thing that all the coaches are going to say is, well, how's your recovery? Right. You want to go with that? You want to take that? You want me to go with it? My recovery today is terrible (laughs) because I only got four and a half hours of sleep. We we already know that. Um, But here's some other, you know, signs that you might – you know, there, here's some other signs of the fact that you are under recovered, and that's going to be like achy joints that don't seem to get any better. Like we, a lot of times, whenever we get people here for the first time working out, and they've been going pretty hard, they're like, "Hey, my like bones are sore." Yeah. <laughs> if you feel if you feel the soreness down into your marrow, or like for me a lot, whenever I'm working out pretty hard, my elbows get really sore. Um, that means that you are definitely not recovering enough. Right. Like if you're not allowing yourself to get to the point where you are feeling fresh again then then you're definitely under recovered um fatiguing easily throughout the day not just in your workout like if you have just a regular old day and all of a sudden you know everyone gets that like two thirty, three o'clock little lull which is pretty normal but if you're starting to feel that lull like 
in the morning or around lunchtime or earlier than usual, you're you're definitely not recovering enough. Wait, that's not normal? That is not normal, but also you hmm. should be getting more than four and a half hours of sleep. That's true. I usually do. I know. You usually do a pretty good job of sleeping, um, even the, though you have two kids. But you also don't have a real job, so there's that. Um, and then also, <sighs> obviously, like a lackluster performance in the gym. you know, Which like is what you do constantly. Lackluster performance? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I'm here for the habit of working out, not for the performance of working out. How about that? Um, yeah, you like that? That's good. I'm here to try and build some habits, baby. Habits. Um, but yeah, and, and I know recovery, like sleep is obviously the most important thing but there are other things that we can do so focusing on sleep like yes we want to try and get eight hours a day but a more realistic goal is going to be seven especially those who have kids and little ones and busy schedules and you know you leave the house at seven in the morning and you're not getting home until 7 p.m uh you're just going to need to try your best to to you know get some sleep help and one of the things that i've found that helps me out the most whenever like to go to sleep is literally putting my phone in a different room really Yes. You don't chart. So, do you have a separate alarm clock? Uh, yeah, I use my watch. Huh. Yeah. Shout oh, out to it's Garmin. not an Apple Watch, so you don't get your notifications. I got gotcha. you. No, because I you know, we've talked about notification fatigue before. We did, but I don't have I don't have an Apple Watch for that exact do reason. Do you wear that to sleep, or does it make I do. noise? I wear it to sleep, and so whenever I I set the alarm and it it does a little chime and then it vibrates really hard, so it wakes me up. Hmm. Interesting. Just one more reason why Garmin is better than Apple in the watch game. I disagree, but we can. Have you ever had a Garmin watch? I have had a Garmin watch. Eh, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I have. So, so, but I will, you know. Oh, and that's honestly one of those things that people. That's one of the first points of resistance that I'm met with. With that is like, well, what, how do you wake up? What's your alarm? Get on Amazon and buy like a ten dollar old school alarm clock. Put it by your bedside. Do it. It'll be a great way because that yeah. that phone. I I mean, ask Rachel if if I have trouble sleeping. She's like, well, why don't you put your phone away? I'm like, what do you mean? Well, you were scrolling on it for 45 Turn minutes last night. Turn off my phone? <laughs> How, what do you mean? I'm supposed to get all this data and information and light shot into my eyeballs right before I go to sleep. What do you mean? Like, the phone is definitely one of the things that's keeping you up. So by putting your phone away in a different room or just leaving it in, you know, like in the kitchen and then going to bed is going to help you out tremendously, at least getting in more sleep. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to have to try that. Um, but I don't really, once I... Once I get into bed and put my phone on the charger, I'm always afraid that if I mess with it, somehow it's not going to charge. Like, the charger's going to come out or I'm going to put it down. And then what happens is I don't wake up on time. Yeah. And, you know, there's that issue. So, I, you know, I have thought about getting a cheap alarm off of uh, the interwebs and trying that. They're like 10 bucks. You can, you can get one pretty easy. We can't make that big money like you. Okay. Anyway, um, then the next one, focus on hydration. Mm -hmm. So especially now, like Houston is finally in that in that time of year where we have like 14 days of really, really nice weather. And everyone's like, God, I wish it was like this all year round. <laughs> um, Literally said that today. Literally. <laughs> we were out in the park training the dogs and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Let's move to San Diego. Oh, yeah. wait, we can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, focusing on hydration and that's one of the things that in the summertime, we're all really good at staying hydrated because if you even think about stepping outside, you instantly get dehydrated. So we're, you know, constantly consuming water, but whenever it's cooler or it's starting to get cool, we all tend to struggle with drinking enough water. So really, really focusing in on that hydration is going to help keep your joints lubricated. It's going to help your muscles recover better. It's going to keep that lactic acid out of the body as best you can. So let's focus, let's really focus in on 
drinking a ton of water. Do you have any water tips? Uh, I do. I actually I keep... I tell you were really chomping at the bit to get in there. Uh, yeah. I mean, get it while you fit. You know what I'm saying? Did y'all feel me? I don't. So I always keep at home a little 16-ounce Tervis tumbler cup. Go Cougs. says Go Cougs on it. And I fill that bad boy up. I think I average filling that thing up, uh, oh gosh, like 10 times a day. Ooh, 160 ounces of water. Quick mm-hmm. math. Go yep, Cougs. Yep, go Cougs. Uh, so, yeah, I typically try to at least keep that. I always make sure that I ch- I wake up and I chug a glass of water, or one of those 16 ounces of water, and then periodically throughout the day, I try to get like maybe eight cups drank before lunch, and then I'll always chug a glass before I eat. Always. Yeah, that's a good idea. And, and drinking water before you eat, that's actually a really good um, nutrition tip. Like if you struggle with overeating during a meal or if you're like, oh, I, you know, I, I should have stopped that that size plate of food, but then I went back because I wasn't feeling because I wasn't feeling full. And then all of a sudden, you know, now I overate. Well, drink a drink a glass or two of water before you have your meal. And that's going to help fill up your stomach and it's going to keep you from wanting to eat as much. So that's a that's a good tip there, too. Um but I think if for s- people who struggle to get enough water in, one of the best things you d- you can do is, you know, drink your water first thing in the morning, like you yeah. said. Like, before you have coffee, before you do anything else, just, mi- like, it's kind of like eating your vegetables when you're a kid. Just sit there and, and chug it down yeah. so that way you can get on with the rest of your day. Yeah. Um, but another thing that one of, one of our... Uh, one of my nutrition clients said that they do is they have a 60-minute timer that just keeps going on their phone, and every time that it goes off, it's a reminder to drink some water. Oh, okay. So that's a good way to do it. I'm sorry if you just heard me burp there. That Topo Chico That warm Topo Chico is <laughs> getting you. Oh, man. Um, and cool. Let's move on to the next one. So eating the right amounts of food. Yep. Right? And, and this, this is going to be an entire other podcast. We're going to get Rachel on here. We're going to talk about, you know, how to the goat how to how to eat the right amounts of food and what to eat and all that fun stuff but eating the proper macronutrients and calories and just making sure that your body is in the right levels because if you're overeating you have a tendency to be really really inflamed and when whenever you're inflamed if your joints are hurting like we talked about before you're not going to sleep well you're not going to recover well it's going to be a little tough and it's really easy to overeat whenever you're working out hard because you're just hungry now the thing is you don't need to eat whenever your body says you're hungry um, but a lot of times you know we we just give into those uh, signals that our body's making and if you are underfed obviously that your body is going to be working a ton just to try and maintain existence so it's going to be tough to really uh, uh, recover and you're you're probably more than likely lacking the protein needed for the proper amounts of recovery so eating the right amounts is going to be uh, crucial for your recovery and that's also why we have you know, Rachel here to help anyone with their nutrition needs. So if I you need ever need that. I need to clarify something. I said when you said we're gonna have Rachel on here, I said the goat. The greatest of all time. Exactly. I just wanted to make sure for the listeners that we have goat that they stands know for greatest, greatest of, of all time. time. I wasn't calling Rachel a goat. That is really insensitive of you. Yeah. She's pregnant right now. Well that's <laughs> that is absolutely wow. insensitive. Wow. Anyway, um now another way that we can make sure that we're recovered, take a few days off. I think that's one of the things that so many people Clark, have such a hard time with. How am I going to get my gains? You're not for what? a little bit. <laughs> you're going to actually Bruh. you're going to actually recover a little bit. And that's one of the things that you know, so many of our members and if you're listening to this, you're probably one of them uh, are very very type A. Like I get my workouts in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I take Thursday off, and then I work out Friday, Saturday, and you've got it you've got it nailed down to a science. 
minutes. Well, if you've been feeling like garbage for two to three weeks, let's change it up a little bit and add in more rest and recovery. I mean, I worked, I worked with someone specifically on this where we got her back from training six days a week to training three to four, and all of a sudden she's making more progress. She's making more strength gains. She's feeling a ton better just because she's not overtraining. And really the thing is she's not overtraining. She's just under-recovering. Yep. You know, so taking those days off, you know, especially if you're a morning workout person, taking a, a day or two off and allowing yourself that extra hour to hour and a half of sleep is sometimes going to be more beneficial than just getting that workout in. Like, I'd rather see you get seven hours of sleep than get a workout in on five hours of sleep. See, but the reason I did that is because I coached this morning for you because you're incompetent to coach this Monday morning. And um, what's so the real reason? Because you're. You literally texted me last night and said, hey, are you coaching or am I? I said, I am, but if you want to coach, you said, nah, man. That's because you're going out of town this Friday, so we had to swap. Uh, I mean, prove it. Okay. <laughs> I will post an email thread here <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go ahead and Everyone, post it. Everyone's going to see. You got some kind of magic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I know you wake up at 3.30 and you work out at 4 before you coach the I 5. I actually woke it's, up at 3. crazy. I don't know how you do that. But <sighs> anyway, um, and then the last one, if taking a few days off doesn't help, take a full week off. And that's something that I try to do. I, I shouldn't say often because we don't want to be taking full weeks <laughs> off often. But if I start to feel really run down and like I can't recover anymore and, and I'm still, you know, being consistent with everything, I'll take an entire week off. Yeah. Right. Just let the body heal up. You know, like if, you know, for me, a lot of times my elbow, like I said, my elbows, my hips will hurt. And if my hamstrings just never seem to recover, I got to take that week off. And then all of a sudden I feel a ton better. Yeah. Then you can come back and you can push hard. Yeah. I mean, I usually take a full week off. Um, I try to do it every couple months. Um, it's really, I, I, like in my mind, whenever I go on vacation, like when we went to Rosemary Beach uh, this past summer, that was really when I had planned on taking a full week off. And you know what happened? COVID? No. Well, COVID did happen, but I didn't. My friend uh, that we went with, you know, Phil Daly, he uh, encouraged me to work out that week. And you know what happened when I got home? You took a week off then. I took a week off then <laughs> because I felt really drained. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but I, I totally agree with you. I definitely, the only reason that I can get work out, f it works for me on four and a half hours of sleep is because I typically get a nap in some point during the day yeah i mean and you and i've talked before we yeah. can take naps often just because we don't have typical work life <laughs> like we don't okay you how many times a week do you actually go into your office i literally have gone in every single day in the past two weeks this week so this week <laughs> Monday. Yeah, i've literally gone in every day this week <laughs> but you have a flexible enough schedule you can do that. a lot of people don't um although to counter that there's a lot of people working from home right now you know we should do a podcast Totally getting off subject here. Napping. Kind of on how to sneak away and take a nap. Ooh, we can totally get people fired doing that. Yeah. No, I, I've I've mastered the ten minute power nap, and it makes it drives Rachel crazy. Because I'll literally lay on the living room floor and go, and then just set an alarm for ten minutes, and then wake up. It's awesome. Yeah. I always feel great. Um, okay, so that's Lucky. recovering. So if you're feeling like you're in a plateau, you need to focus in on your recovery. Mm -hmm. So sleeping more, hydrating more, eating the right amounts. Take a few days off, and if that doesn't work, take a full week off. It's okay. Just let us know what's going on, and we will help you. Now, the next one. This one is only if your recovery is on point. And if your recovery is not on point, we're not even going to talk about this one, okay? Because this is where a lot of people can get 
in their heads about things because recovery is boring, right? Like right. sleeping extra and doing all that stuff. That's not boring. That's nothing that you can really brag about. But this is the next one that we need to think about. Um, auditing your level of intensity honestly, mm-hmm. right? So like I was talking with, I think I can say his name here, Garrett from the from the 6 a.m. He was saying the other day, you know, I just feel like I'm, you know, I'm just not as sore as I usually am. And I just, you know, kind of feel like I'm going through the motions and it's just not really feeling, you know, that tough. And I said, all right, go heavier. Let's go heavier in your workouts. Your form is great. Yeah. Your your recovery is awesome. Everything's fine. Let's go harder. And he went, oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah. then he's been, he's been getting his butt kicked the past few weeks. Yeah. He talked to me about that last week, actually. Yeah. And sometimes it just takes, you know, a little push. If you know that if you see, like, for a lot of people – they, they know, like, if they see a prescribed weight at X, they will always do it at X, right? Well, maybe you've been doing it at that weight for too long, and it's yeah. time to bump up. Right. You have adapted. You have gotten strong enough. You have gotten, uh, you know, fitter to the sense that you need to go a little bit heavier to actually see that progress. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. It's no, a really good thing. That means you've been crushing it, and now it's time to get a little more uncomfortable. So. Could mean going a little bit heavier in some of your some of your strength stuff. Yeah. Now, would you recommend going heavier than the prescribed weight? Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So sometimes, like if you are, like let's use a let's use an example of a workout that's like, oh my gosh, topo, like three rounds for time. It's ten deadlifts at two twenty five or one eighty five for the ladies. Um, you know, twenty pull ups, thirty sit ups. Right. Okay. That's a workout that should take you know, eight to 10 minutes, right? If you get that sucker done in like four, all right, let's, let's go heavier on the, on the deadlift, you know, or sometimes, yeah. sometimes if we take a look at a workout, like whenever I, whenever I write the work, I mean, whenever Rachel there writes the workouts, um, we always keep time caps in mind, right? And whatever the time cap is or whatever the round goal is or whatever that is, we like, just using time caps for an example, if you see a time cap of 12 minutes, we want you trying to finish under 10, Right. Those extra two minutes are kind of buffer zones. Like if you pushed it and it didn't really work or whatever, it's fine. We're like we still know 12 minutes is the absolute longest we want you working out. So if we see we want it under 10, that really means we want it to be somewhere between eight and 10. Yeah. Right. And if you get that workout done in like four or five minutes, you went too light. Right. You know, and a lot of times that happens. People end up overscaling. And, but at the same time, if you are going prescribed, and then you end up getting it done in three to four minutes like, woo, good job. You're super fit and super strong. Let's add weight next time. Gotcha. And that's really where the coaches come in and like, like I'll look at Dan sometimes and I'll be like, Dan, make it 185. Dan's the man. And he's like, but it says 135. I'm like, yes, but yeah, put 185 on the bar. He still finishes it. <laughs> like, you know, you're still going to you're still going to beat all of us. So put 185 on the bar. And there are plenty of other people in this gym that have strengths like that where, you know, like Fawn Davis, she's an amazing like, she's a jump rope queen. Yeah. No one better. No one better at double unders, especially not you. But, yeah, oh. I know. He looks shocked that I said wow. that. But, like, Fawn, if, if we have a workout like Annie where it's, you know, double unders and sit-ups, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell her to add 20 double unders each round because she's just that huh. good at it. You know? So we can, take, we can take other movements and make them, you know, more difficult. Like, for you, with box jumps, I've never seen someone box jump so fast in their entire life. Thanks. So if we have a box jump workout, I'm going to add reps for you. So I skip those days then. Right. <laughs> I'm going to do those at the old home gym. Yep. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so auditing levels of intensity, maybe, maybe you know, cranking them up a little bit, all that fun stuff. Maybe cranking up the reps or increasing the weight or maybe just maybe it might just be going harder. 
Yeah. You know, like if it's a mile run, it might be, all right, let's get a little uncomfortable here and let's go for it. Yep. And that's one of those ways that we can work past that plateau. Um, do you have anything to add to that? No. Sweet. Next one is going to be potentially if these other two things are already in place, if your recovery is on point and your intensity levels are on point, it might be time to add more total workout volume. So if you're working out three to four days a week, let's make it four to five, possibly yeah. even five to six. But again, that's only if your recovery is in place, if your intensity is there, if you're honoring the intention of the workouts, then it's one of those situations where we go, all right, you work, you, you do great working out three times a week. Let's make it five. Yeah. You know, and that happens a lot for people on their beginning journey. Whenever, like, if they're starting out coming two times a week, then three times a week, then they feel like they're not making progress. All right, well, let's upgrade you to unlimited and let's do four times a week. And, you know, kind of touch on that. Just finding more time to get to the gym doesn't mean you have to go and go all out. Like, if Correct. You're, if you if you're already working out three to four times and you you're you're plateauing, you say, okay, I'm gonna actually try to go, you know, meet the other two criteria, and then you say, I'm gonna go to the gym five times this week. Maybe even on that day you go to the gym, you could go next door and do some some like accessory work, or even just do something. And if you're a, an RX or die mentality, maybe do the workout scaled. Exactly. Know, come yeah. in and move. Yeah. So you know, total volume doesn't necessarily mean total intensity. Right. So it might be one of those things where. You are really good at coming in three days a week and working out super duper hard. Well, maybe on that day four and day five, you just come in and move and sweat. Yeah. But the thing is, you're still getting that volume in there, which is going to be really good for your body. Right. So, yeah, that's a really good point. It doesn't have to come in and be all balls to the wall or anything like that. Another really, really good thing to do that most people don't like to do is spend a fourth and fifth day oh, man. doing cardio. Hold on. This dog... Just showed uh, up. No, he's that's our that's our neighbor's dog oh. who's never on a leash. Let's say he's looking for the owl. No, that dog is. We're not going to talk about that dog. Okay. Um. So instead of day four and five being strength and conditioning, we're going to make day four and five a cardio day. Yeah. You know, like hey, go to Memorial Park, run the loop. You know, or just run around the neighborhood. Yeah. You know, and we'll do a whole podcast on how to get your running in tip-top shape because, spoiler alert, we're going to do the Yellow Rose 5K, 10K, and half marathon up here in 2021 to replace the Houston half. You heard it here first, people. No, really, that's the thing. We're going to do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, cool. I and know you run. Yeah, and and a lot of other people in this gym do, do too. Yeah. So, And that's definitely one of those things that can really help out your strength and conditioning work is just by – getting in that steady state cardio. I mean, it doesn't have to be far, but, you know, run 30 minutes. Run for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. if, it, if that means you get a mile and a half in, that's great. Then the next week, whenever you run 30 minutes, you might get a mile and three quarters. And then the next 30 minutes, you'll get two miles, that sort of thing. Yeah. So just adding a little bit more total volume and doing some accessory work or some extra cardio, that's going to be ways that you can get through it. But again, don't add in extra stuff unless you're getting properly recovered which is always the most important thing and always the hardest thing to get done. Then we got to audit the intensity. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we can focus on getting more stuff in. Yeah. It's all great. Yeah. Uh, you did skip over one thing that I want to talk about. Set a friendly competition. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is actually a really good thing. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean... Why do, you, why do you like setting friendly competition? <sighs> it just... I say this all the time when I, when I see Jimmy because, you know, we all know Jimmy's a beast. And he's very fast. And I really enjoy working out with him because I feel like even though he's w faster than me, I it's still it, it's it's like 
when I see him, I try to keep up with him. So it makes me work harder. When you do a workout by yourself, it sometimes you can kind of get in that lull and be like, I just want to get through this blah, blah, without, you know, dying. So Yeah, it's like it's, the, it's the carrot on the string. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, or if I see you, like, I know that you're always going to be behind me. Wow. But sometimes, if there's some heavy lifts, you push me. Or gymnastics. I'm pretty good at gymnastics. Yeah, but I do pulls faster than you. That's because you can do the butterfly bullshit. Damn right I can. <laughs> I have that old cheerleading injury. And I, I will can't. never teach you. I can't. <laughs> yeah, that's why. You know what? Now I think about that's why you're like, no, man, you should never actually learn how to do that. You got that bum shoulder. No, but doing butterfly pull-ups is a great way to hurt your shoulder, so that's why I never really push it on people. Full disclosure. <laughs> Full disclosure. It's not something you necessarily want. Do anyway, as I say. We're talking about yeah. plateaus today, but yeah, I mean, I like the friendly competition too just because, you know, if you're getting the proper recovery, it's a it's a good way to kind of kick up that intensity. Yeah, totally. So that that's a, that's a great thing to do. Do you have anything else to add on plateaus? I don't, other I, than the fact that you will get through those plateaus. You will. And, and another thing that I like to – to say to people is a lot of times our plateaus are are not as real as we think they are you know Ooh. we might just be, i know let's, let's get, get deep let's get deep here they're probably not as real as we think we are just because at the end of the day like we're just doing strength and conditioning so that way we feel good yeah right and so that way we feel really healthy and we're trying to create that habit so don't get down in the dumps if like you know it's a back squat day and you don't pr yeah the longer you work out the less prs you're going to get and so the longer these perceived plateaus are going to be but at the end of the day, like they don't really matter. Yeah. What matters is that you get to the gym each week and that you uh you, you come in and you continue to live a healthy life. Yeah. I think that's a great place to end it here, B Sacks. Sure is. Yep. A little shorter one today, but it's all good. Tips on plateaus there. Hope you guys enjoyed that. We will be coming at you again next week when we talk about how to navigate the holidays. Holidays. We got a lot of stuff coming up. We got Thanksgiving. We got Hanukkah. We got Christmas. We got New Year's. We got all sorts of gatherings. And we're going to give you some strategies on uh, how to handle that stuff. So yep. stay tuned for next week, maybe even this week. Who knows? And we'll we'll uh, we'll see y'all. We'll talk to y'all then. We're not going right. to see you, obviously, but we'll talk to you. See ya. Bye.